When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 9, episode 37. This is Writing Excuses, training a critique group. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And none of them are that smart. (laughs) I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. And I'm obviously not in your critique group. (laughs) And we have Kathleen Dalton-Woodbury with us. She is the forum moderator for Hat Rat River's uh, Writer's Workshop. That's Orson Scott Card's website. They run a fantastic writer's workshop there. And you have moderated that. You're going to help us talk about uh, writer's workshops. Hello. Hello, and thank you. Um, So, training at your critique group. Do you train these groups on Hat Rat River? Well, I have a a place where they can go and read how we do it, and I let them know that one of the the first things is that you have to be polite. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to absolutely back you up on that, because one of the things, particularly if it's an online group Mm -hmm. and you're only getting text, it's very easy to particularly for new writers, you, you are raw, you're vulnerable, you put something up, and, and it's very easy to feel like someone is shooting you down personally. And so being polite, that was one of the things, I started in that community, and, and that was one of the things that I noted about it, was that it was, uh, the critiques were very spot on, but they were, they were polite. Another thing that we tell them is, uh, Something that I, I heard was used at Clarion, and, and I understand it was also used at Midford before that. Damon Knight and Kate Wilhelm started these writing workshops, and one of the first rules was when you respond to the feedback, the only thing you can say is thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, you can ask for clarification, but if you try to explain what you're doing or to answer questions that have come up, Without putting that in the story, you're wasting your effort. So oh, the- no, 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 no. You're reading that wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is that a rule. thing I just did, yeah. you don't yeah. do. Uh, this, uh, this is a rule Brandon and I have always used in our writing groups, and, and it's very common through all writing groups because your story has to be able to stand on its own two feet. You won't be standing over the shoulder of every reader saying, okay, you're interpreting this wrong. Let me tell you what it really means. The story has to be able to do that without your after the yeah. fact input. 
Yeah, writing things down does not mean that your readers can automatically read your mind. Okay, you're in a critique group right now, or Kathleen, you're watching a critique group, and you're kind of organizing this, and everyone's defending themselves. How can you get this across to your writer's group? Let's say that our listeners are in a writer's group. I've been in writer's groups where I'm like, all right, here's our rule, and then they ignore it, and everyone feels like they have to defend their work because it's very natural. You're like, oh, I need to. How do, we, how do you train the writing group? How do you explain this well, to them? Well, one thing I say is... That basically you can't you can't stand there and explain it to somebody if it's not in the text, then you have to figure out what they need and you put it in. But the the other thing is, you know, I, I try to avoid not I try to avoid saying shut up. <laughs> but what I I received some feedback one time in a in a workshop in a critique group and I responded thank you, and the person who had given the feedback went, uh expecting mm -hmm. a defense. So sometimes the only way you can train somebody is by modeling mm. Mm -mm. the behavior. And just say, See, that's enough. I've been bad at this before. Um, <laughs> I can remember one distinct experience where it was a writing group and I, I, the person was defending themselves and I said, remember, don't, don't defend yourself. Don't, don't talk. And they started crying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, they never you came really back to You really hurt my feelings. Well, yeah. The other thing that, mm -hmm. that I have done is Algis Budras one time said, he explained something George Sithers had been saying for years. George Sithers edited Asimov Science Fiction. And as uh, George said, we're not critiquing your children. We're mm -hmm. not rejecting your children. We're just rejecting words on paper. Well, Algis Budras explained that what that means is you've got this beautiful story in your head that you have to convey to the reader. And all you can do is use these ugly black marks on paper. So you have to understand that the purpose of a workshop is to help make those black marks do a better job of conveying the beautiful story in your head. It's just a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, concentrating and you know teaching a writing group what the purpose of the writing group is, is huge. Absolutely. So you're absolutely right. You know, make sure everyone knows we are not here to defend our work. We're not here necessarily even to talk with each other about our work. I am here so you can tell me your reaction to my work, and then I can take that home and decide what to do with it. Yeah, I, I describe it um, as, as there being three levels, three layers of critique. Uh, and... And one of the things that I think with a writing group, one of the, the aspects of training it, is that when you, when you start the group, that you all sit down and hash out what your rules are so that everybody knows that they're on the same page. And, and also uh, agree with each other that when you're learning, that you'll call each other. Yeah. And I think that one thing that went wrong with this experience um, that I was talking about earlier was that we had all been a group before and a new person came. Mm -hmm. And we all had expectations that we did not properly convey. Yeah. Even with a quick, this is what we do at the beginning, was nowhere near what the preparation this person needed to jump feet first into an established critique group that had been going for years. And you're writers. You should be better at conveying. Yes, we totally <laughs> yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason we write things down is because then we don't have to say them. And we sound stupid when we say them, but we can make them perfect on the page. That, that and that's early why writing group That's why we've decided to do oh, yeah. a podcast we did the same for thing. six years. <laughs> yeah. because mm -hmm. we sound so much better when we get to write things in advance. Yeah. No, we did the same thing to your brother. 
Yeah, we we treated when my my brother joined the podcast that not the podcast. Thank you, Howard. The writing group that Brandon and I had mm -hmm. in college, and we just destroyed his first book and him emotionally. <laughs> um, but he, you know, managed to get published before I did. So yeah, we well were done. we were overly harsh, and I think that's another thing that um, writing groups. Um, need to learn not just politeness, but respect for the piece. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be hard on the piece. There's a difference between hardness and harshness. Mm -hmm. Well, more specifically, what we mm -hmm. did with my brother is not so much that we were harsh, but that yeah. we were trying to fix it for it. Yeah, we critiqued yes. his, his, his voice rather than his story. Okay, yeah. and that's another thing that, that I say on Hadrack is you're, not, you're here to give feedback. You're not here to rewrite things for other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I describe it as, um, you know, the, the, you have that perfect thing and mm -hmm. that going to your readers that it's like doing clinical drug trials <laughs> and that you're trying to provoke a specific set of reactions. So you, you want symptoms and then there's diagnosis and then there's this prescription and symptoms are, this is how this story made me feel. These are the reactions, and those are the, the wise reader responses mm -hmm. that, that we used at, at Hat Rack, which is, I was confused, I didn't, under, I didn't believe it. And I didn't care. And I didn't care, and then uh, that's cool, so you don't accidentally I fix get it. all three of those all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, see, now that comes from Orson Scott Card. That's his faith, hope, and clarity. Yeah. Do, you, the, you have to answer these three questions for the reader. And when you're f giving feedback, let the reader know when they're not answering these questions. So you, the first question is, oh, yeah, which is faith. Second question is, what, so, what, which is hope. And the, the third one is, huh, which is clarity. <laughs> and if you can't answer those questions for the reader, and, and you can go down as you do a feedback, and you can put, so what, and huh, and oh, yeah, all the way through, and let them know that's your reaction then they can go back and go, well, now what do I need to do to fix this? Instead of somebody else saying, you could fix this if you did this mm -hmm. and this and this. Yeah. yeah, and this gets back to the, 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 basically what you're doing is you're just giving symptoms. And the diagnosis is, this is the symptom, that, that this is the reaction I had, and this is what I think caused it. And that's where you get into things where you sometimes misdiagnose things because you don't actually know what effect the author is going for mm -hmm. with the yeah. story. And then prescription is, and this is how you fix it. And I think that critique groups should not do prescriptions. In, like, I only get prescriptions occasionally from my editor. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, I, I think you're there. We... We have started, like, over the years, what we've always done in our writing group, Dan and I, is we say we're, we're we call ourselves out on it, but we can't yeah. help from saying it occasionally. Um, but the other thing is we've been working together for years, um, decades. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so when we, I know when Dan says this is prescriptive, I know what the, the direction Dan's coming from. I don't recommend it particularly early in a writing group, but sometimes when Dan gives me prescriptive changes, he just hits the nail right on the head, and I value that from him. Yeah, I was just listening to the episode where we critiqued Sixth of, du uh -huh. Sixth of the Dusk. See? Can't say the name. Um, <laughs> Sixth of the Dusk. And, and m one of my very first comments was a, okay, I'm confused, process question. It sounds, Brandon, like you're letting Dan and Mary fix the story for you. Mm -hmm. And your response was, ah, that's because unlike most of the people in my writing group, I trust Dan and Mary to write my story better. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and that was, 
it, it was very eye-opening for me because in my writing group, I, I, I adhere to this thing that Mary has said, which is uh, don't, don't fix it. Let, let the author fix it. Tell them when you feel like it's broken, mm-hmm. but, but let them make the fix. Yeah, yeah. pretty but, much the only time I go... Sorry. No, I was going to say one, one uh, more problem that can arise from being prescriptive is that the author will end up fixing the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. And this is a, a, a problem I didn't really understand until I started doing press checks uh, back when I had a real job and would have to go to a printer and we'd say something like, this picture needs more orange in it. And the printer would go, okay, and add more orange. And then suddenly it would be too orange. And, you know, our job is not to tell the printer how to do his job. Our job is to say, look at this, the colors are off. Mm. And then the expert is the one who looks at it and goes, oh, it actually needs blue, you know, or whatever. And then he can fix it better than we possibly can. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We need to stop for our book of the week. Um, and Kathleen, you were going to tell us about the Night Circus. Um, I don't usually listen to books because I like to hold them and read them. But this was a book that got me safely from Nashville to Salt Lake City, driving alone. Hmm. And it was this, the April that they had 100 tornadoes in Kansas. So uh, this was a wonderful book. Jim Dale is the narrator. And he, he likes to give different voices to all the characters, and you really, really hear that. Uh, so this Night, Night Circus was a very interesting book. Besides that, just the Who's story. Who's the author? The author is Aaron Morgenstern. And um, the story is about these people who get together for a project, and the project is a night circus. What most of them don't know, it's a circus that comes and performs only at night. And it disappears after it's been there for a couple of nights. And they, people would begin to be groupies and follow them and try to be at the next place where they were going to show up. But the, what's really going on is there's a contest between these two magicians, more or less, power workers, who are one is the, the student of the other, and he decided he didn't believe, he didn't like the way he was trained, so he's going to train a different way. So they each pick uh, someone to train, and then those two have a fight to the death. And with magic, doing magic. And so they were creating things, magic things for the circus, and they fell in love. And it was a very wonderful, interesting book. Okay, so The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern, narrated by Jim Dale, who was the 
He's famous for narrating the Harry Potter books. Uh, pick it up at audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Start a 30-day tree free trial membership. And as Kathleen Dalton Woodbury will testify, this book on audio will cast a magic bubble over your car and allow you to survive <laughs> tornadoes. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-huh. That makes me want to make up the writing prompt. Um, okay. So I, I've right. got this week's writing prompt. I'll just do that. Okay. Um, uh, so... Problems with writing groups. I want to just spend the rest of this time talking about things you've noticed have gone wrong in a writing group and ways that you hopefully can fix it so that our listeners don't have to fall into those, um, those, those issues. Um, I'm thinking specifically I, we had one person join our writing group who had been in a writing group that had not been very good for her. And she had had this problem with prescription where each chapter of her book was wildly different in tone topic and plot, and it would veer right and left. And all these years, we've been talking about not being prescriptive, and this was the proof. I said, what's going on? She said, oh, this person said I needed this. This person said I needed a romance. So in, like, chapter three, suddenly there's a romance. And this person said, you know, I really ought to try this, and it sounded like a really fascinating idea. Now, this author was a discovery writer, and people in the writing group would say, ooh, what if you did this? And the writer said, ooh, that's cool. Um, and this is kind of a different problem than the fixing your book for you. It's the, what if you did this? What if you did this? <coughs> to the point that this book became schizophrenic. And it was just, it was a different thing in every chapter. Um, so this is one of those problems. If you are a discovery writer, one of the things I found is it's much better for a discovery writer to submit a com- book that they are not currently working on um, to the writing group because you can have these problems. Yeah, the uh, the other thing, since we're listing problems, the mm-hmm. other problem that I will see sometimes is um, that you will have uh, you, you'll have an actual personality clash. Right. Yes, I've I've noticed those too. Yeah, and um, and it's difficult when you've got someone in that is not a good fit. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways that uh, some of the successful groups that I've been in have handled that is that when they're inviting someone new in that they have a trial period. Yeah. And they say, you know, the first time you come in, uh, we're going to invite you in and uh, you're going to critique, uh, you're going to just watch us critique. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second time you come in, you will critique with us and the third time you'll bring your own story. Because the things you want to, the first time is so that they can see the group dynamic. The second time is so that you can see how they critique and the third time is so you can see how they take a critique. Um, and if it doesn't work, then you say, I'm so sorry that didn't work out. Have you had to um, either eject yourself or someone else from a writing group before? I have ejected myself from a writing mm-hmm. group. Um, and I, uh, it was well, twice, actually. Mm-hmm. One time um, they were very much, you need to write the story this way. And they wanted right. me to write to be writing different books. Uh, and I bowed out of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just said, you know, I, I think that when I said, I, I feel like we have different visions for mm-hmm. how this is going to go. Uh, and the second one, um, and this is the other thing with the writing group, is figuring out how frequently you can meet. This group met once a week, and I just couldn't keep up the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in another group that met secretly under an assumed name, and I'm not even kidding. They had, they used to ha- be a group that had this, you know, group name, and they had somebody that they couldn't figure out how to get rid of. So they disbanded the group and reformed it under a new name and met in secret. 
Yeah, <laughs> these sorts of things happen. I think um, ways to potentially avoid this. So that's this. where they went. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was the low-hanging fruit that just needed um, to be picked. Yeah. Is to, number one, get in your head and to express it to your to the writing group members that you're going to make this a professional association for the writing group. Um, and sometimes, just understanding, Eric James Stone said this to me once. He said, I found that writing groups dissolve, reform, fall apart, people leave all the time. And writing groups seem to have a certain life in one form before they have to morph into something else, and that's okay. And I think when I realized that, it became okay. It became okay if one of my friends didn't want to be in the writing group anymore. It became okay if things just stopped working and a writing group had to dissolve or reform or restructure or things. If everyone comes to it with that kind of professional mindset, it helps. You know, in terms of jump-starting people on, you know, solving writing group problems, yeah. Uh, agreeing on syntax. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. the syntax that you were talking about, the, the huh and the oh mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to write that in my critique group until you've told me what those things mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the things that we write in my critique group uh, after a particular paragraph, we can tell what it's supposed to be doing yeah. and it's not doing it very well is suck less. <laughs> okay? Um, and what it, what it is is, you know, one writer saying to another, I really, I know you can sell this harder than you're selling it, and you just didn't. Hmm. And it's kind of funny. I would never put that on somebody's manuscript, right. even after I've explained the syntax, until they've been through a, a few sessions. Now, we mm -hmm. need to start wrapping up, but I do want to um, ask Kathleen, how can people find their way to the um, workshop that you moderate? Is it open to anyone? Does yes. It, okay. How, how do they do it? The, probably the easiest way is to go to hatrack.com. And up at the top, there are a bunch of little buttons for about Scott and news and different things. And there was one that says Writer's Workshop. And if you click on that, you'll see a page that talks about a little bit about what we do. There, On that page is a link to go and look at the workshop and read what people are posting and what they're discussing in the different group areas. And you can read anything that's not in the private sections, which Scott keeps for his literary boot camp people. But you, you can read anything that we've got up there. You can do searches. You can take a look and see if, if this looks like something you want to be, participate in. There is also a link to register, and then it tells you what the rules are. Uh, read the rules. <laughs> and, and then if you register, I will get a notification, and I will go. And if all you've told me is your name and your email address, I may ask you to tell me why you're interested. Because... There are people out there that, that join things and spam things. It's called search engine optimization. SEO. I'm not interested. Yeah. And so if you can tell me something about yourself, there are places you can tell me your interests and stuff. I'm more likely to say, okay, you're in. That's all it takes. And <laughs> Rather than, oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. All right. So our writing prompt, are we really doing the bubble Sure. That, okay. That's fine. You the, there there is a magic system in which uh, the audio that you put in the deck of your car uh, will give your car magical powers. And different genres will protect you from different natural disasters. <laughs> oh, man. Like it's tornado season. Or, Time or to or put in the romance. Different kinds of <laughs> different kinds of monsters. Yes. Vampires, right. zombies. <laughs> you listen to 60s music, you fly. <laughs> uh, this has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.